to the Cultivate and Keep podcast. I am Corey. And I am Jeremy. And this is a podcast where we talk about uh, what it means to be a man as a Christian. And uh, so today we have... Nailed it. Nailed it. Um, a couple quick announcements. Jeremy, you want to cover those? Yeah. So today's a big day. Um, not today, I guess. I think it was... Last week was a big day. Yes. But yesterday was when we... Um, had our very first Patreon supporter, right? Or is yes. that on so the day actually before? when this comes out it'll be a week later. Remember we, oh, we yeah, publish on Tuesdays like every week. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, so we mentioned so last this week in, in the yeah, we mentioned this in the uh in the last episode. But um Dan Dealing is our first supporter on Patreon. Woo whoop. And uh, if you guys don't know what Patreon um, I guess you, you should probably explain it because you're the one that. Okay, I want to try yeah. to try to make this one way shorter. Yeah, you went on and on. You guys, uh, <laughs> never mind. Corey gave us a nice history lesson before, it was so very long winded. You got 15 okay. seconds. Patreon is a platform for creators to make it much more easy for them to make a living. Basically, we're not using it to make a living. Uh, it just allows us to incentivize a little support so we can cover some costs yeah. and uh, incentivize. We can give some rewards out like extra episodes, membership. Dan Dealing gets his own name on the Hall of Fame page, which you can find at cultivatingkeep.com slash H-O-F, and he's on there. So Dan is our VIP member on Patreon. Yeah, so um, if someone wanted to support us or look into supporting us on Patreon, how would they do that? Cultivatingkeep.com slash support. I thought you were going to say Patreon. Patreon. Um, Cool. So if you guys are interested in that um, or want to learn more about it, go check that out. Um, if you feel compelled to support us in that way, we obviously would be very grateful for that. Um, yep. But there is no, you know, no obligation. We just want to put that out there. Yeah. And actually, I <coughs> wanted to point out, so this is on the Patreon page, but I think it's a really important distinction. Like, oh, why would you, um, you know, why would you charge money for something like this? And the clear distinction I think uh, that we make is, uh, and this is sort of like the mission statement behind why we do it, but um, we don't do we don't do the podcast and and blogging and creating other content to make money we make money so that we can make more mm-hmm. podcasts and blog posts and other cool kinds of content and ways for you to grow as a man yeah and i want to be also be clear we talked about this like our intention is to not monetize cultivate and keep and make it about making money like that right. that it's may not, come but that's not like the um the focus i mean that will help yeah in it, a lot it, of other ways it, for sure yeah i think right now our, our hope and goal is to cover the cost you know i think yep. we've talked about and it's also on the website but roughly it's around $200 a month to run this. And so me and Corey obviously are the ones fronting that. Um, and also there was a bit, uh, a decent size of money to get this whole thing started to buy all the equipment and kind of everything. Yeah. So anyway, that's kind of the reason why we wanted to put that out there. And uh, I think that covers that. That yeah. covers it. Cool. Cultivatingcube.com slash support if yeah. you're interested. But thanks to Dan for our Shout one out and to only Dan. <coughs> uh, Patreon supporter. Maybe so, by the next episode, we'll have another yeah, one. Yeah, and if you support us, it, Dan cannot hog the show anymore. I mean, you can get some shout outs from myself and Corey. That's so, right. You'll be on the podcast. Yeah, if you're big on Instagram, here's an idea. If you're trying to get more followers Ooh. and get your name out there, Ooh. you know, you just... Uh, with our massive audience, you know, we can <laughs> we can put your name out there and hopefully you get some love. Um, anyway, let's jump into the to into today's episode. Um, so today we want to talk about um, what is God's calling on your life, and we have the answer. No, um, that's a like a big question, and that's definitely a I mean, depending on your season of life. Well, a few things I think, um, like in our society and just kind of how we are brought up. That's a question that really hits you. I mean, your whole life, but I mean, really right around the time when you're like 
junior, senior of high school, um, that's like when that question is, everyone's asking that, what do you want to yeah. do with your life? And it's kind of two sides, like, what do you want to do? What is God's calling? I think we're kind of talking like two and one here. Because mm-hmm. um, they should be the same. Yeah, they should be the same. Um, but I, I don't think we look at them that way, you yeah. know? Um, but anyway, so the idea of like, what is God's calling on your life? Like, that's a huge relevant topic, you know? And it's, it's fast and we obviously... <laughs> This episode isn't answering that question, but it's yeah. some prompts to kind of get you thinking and what we what you can do to work through that question. Yeah, I think it's also important to recognize too, like uh, even if you're out of high school, out of college, or you're married or you're mid career, this could still be a question that's. I, m- I meant to say that. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. It, but I mean, like you said, it's it's most commonly mm-hmm. it's the big question when you're graduating high school, and it's oh, what are you going to do? Where are you going to go to that college? Or what are you planning on doing with that? And then it raises all these huge existential questions of like, basically someone's asking you, what's the meaning of your life? And you're like, I don't know. Like, how am I supposed to know that? Um, so we wanted to kind of take this episode to walk through like what people mean and and kind of how you know what God's calling is for your life. And then how, if you don't know what God's calling is, then how do you go about discovering that and working through it yep. and and finding what God's calling is for your life and how to utilize that? Yeah, so when we ask the question, what do we mean by God's calling? Kind of what, and very clearly we're asking, you know, what is the direction? What is the career opportunity um, or ministry? But, you know, basically what it comes down to is like, what did God design you to do? Yeah. How, how can you glorify God um, with the gifts he's given you and with the life that you have? What can you do um, to give him a return in, in a sense? Yeah, and and also I think that a lot of people get tripped up on this question because they feel like because they don't have like a, because they don't know, maybe that means that they don't have one and that's not true, Mm -hmm. but also maybe because they don't have some like, you know, God, like God, you know, uh, how did it happen with, uh, Saul, you know, because God didn't strike you with light from the sky and, or because he didn't come to you in a burning bush that, you know, you don't have a mission Mm -hmm. when in reality you don't have to be the next Billy Graham or the next Tim Tebow or the next uh, Gandhi, you know what I mean? Like you, you don't have to have like this huge mission in order for God to have a calling in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we just kind of talked about this idea of community last week, air quotes, but, uh, air quotes. but um, you know, it's just the idea that God uses all of us in the church to orchestrate his plans. It's not mm-hmm. about your plans, but anyways, I think that you don't have to be a, uh, you don't have to be, you know, some sort of pastor or, cure of cancer or genius or a celebrity or a professional athlete to be able to make an impact and for God to have Mm -hmm. a calling in your life. Yeah. And so for me, like I I think about the idea of God's calling, I think, okay, what, what, what do I want to do with my life and where am I going to work? Like it's kind of like two like separate, but kind of should be the same. Hmm. Um, And I have a few thoughts on that. So um, for most of us, you know, I think most people, like the job they do to support their themselves and their family, it may most of the time is probably not their like you know mm. what they really want to do, right. but it's their means to, to 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 live and survive. But I was I was talking to um my brother in law Nathan Cornett, and he was talking about people like in history that have accomplished you know accomplished much with their life, and he was saying that um he's like I guess he was reading some book about you know, the major like historical figures and most of these guys he talked about with their accomplishments that they did that we recognize and know them for was outside and on top of their regular life and day job, if that makes sense. Wow. So yeah. it wasn't like, um, and he gave some examples. I wish I could, I could remember them, but 
basically, you know, think of some crazy historical figure, figures that what they did, what, what we know them for today, um, that like was not their like hmm. day job. That was not their focus. That was what they did, you know, at on their, in their evenings or early mornings or on the weekends. Or and I think it's an important distinction because when I think about like, what's God's calling for my life, like I think about okay, like what, how do I want to further His kingdom? Like what do I want to do like with this life that I have, with the time that I have on earth? Um, but like that's separate from like m- making a living in most cases. And so, yeah. but that's important to know, like. If we if we if we're serious about getting something done and you know taking ground and making progress um, for the kingdom of God like in this life that we have, then it's going to require like extra and, ab- and above and beyond work. Yeah. And I think it's important to, to remember. Well, that brings up an interesting idea. I thought, um, you know, there's sort of three different, uh, three different things. Like there's what you do for work, there's what you want to do ideally, mm-hmm. and then there's what God's calling is on your life. And I think for most people those three things are all separate things. You know what I mean? So for most people, what I do for work is not what I want to do. Mm -hmm. And for most people, what I want to do may not even be what God's calling is on my life. And maybe definitely what God's calling my life is not what I do for work. Mm -hmm. And so for most people, those three things are all very different things when in reality they could, or they should be one um, in some capacity or at least two of them should be, at least they should all be, lined up to this is what God wants me to do with mm-hmm. my life. Yeah. Um, th- so there's a study that shows that the average person spends about 90,000 hours of their life at work, um, which is about one third of a person's life. And like, that's a huge chunk of time. And it's so, like to think about like w- where do you work and what are you doing? Like you better like that because like that's a third of your life. And yeah. I read that statistic and I was kind of like, Holy cow. Like thinking about it because I think it's safe to say probably most people don't necessarily enjoy their work. Um, another idea just kind of popped in my head is the idea of kind of getting stuck in like a rut or I don't want to say trap, but mm. we, you know, find a job, get a promotion, make decent money and you're there, you know, and yeah. the idea of like, it's hard to leave what you've put in certain time or certain you know amount of hours into it. Um, but I think that happens to like a lot of people. And I've, I've like yeah. found myself there before of like feeling like huh, I've put time and, effort into this one thing i don't want to leave even, even though i don't oh, love yeah. it i've just i've invested so much right and that idea applies to more than a, a career but um yeah yeah and even I, I have two thoughts so one is ultimately i think it comes down to how you spend your time so again if we work eight hours a day i think on average right then that could equate to a third of your life if you're excluding if you're working on the weekends for example or or whatever it is but either way, that's a huge chunk of time. And all of us ultimately are stewards of our time. If we have a limited amount of time in life on this earth, then it's just a question of what we do with that time and how we use it. And if you're, like I said earlier, if what your work and what you want to do and what God's calling for your life are all three different things, then maybe you're not spending your time as wisely as you could be or as you should be. Yeah. And the second thought I have there. Um, shoot, it's escaping me. Uh, uh, oh, you were talking about, oh, dang it. Was it about the, um, like the histor- historical figures that accomplished stuff? Oh, maybe. Okay. It might come back to me. Um, but either way, right. Every one of us has to work. It's just a, mm-hmm. we have to do it. We have to be able to provide. We have to be able to do something with our time. So it's just a matter of what and how do we tie that into mm-hmm. what God's calling yeah, us for our I life? 
Yeah. So the question: How do you how do you discover what is God what what God's calling is on your life? Um, I mean, it's a lot. That's like a loaded question, but I mean, it's a huge question. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. And there is no formula. There is no like, here's the path to follow. Um, but a few things we can do. Um, and it's some obvious things, but you know, we know we, we we can do our part by praying, by fasting, by seeking the Lord, um, by meditating. Um, and also like seeking the advice of others and, and people have gone before you. Um, and we hear like, I, I think we hear that answer a lot, you know, pray fast, meditate, seek right. God, and you'll know what God's calling is. And so for like, make it personal. So for me, um, I, I thought like I knew what I wanted to do from a young age. And so for me, like I've never really struggled with this whole idea because I've, I thought I had things lined out. So I kind of like, when this came up, I was like, Oh, like sucked for you guys. Not for me. Like I know what I'm going to do. And like not too long ago, See it, suckers. yeah, a couple of years ago when I started realizing, you know what, like what I've, you know, the last four or five years I've invested in a certain career, but I'm ready for a change. Like I found myself like, I felt kind of like behind the eight ball now because I was, you know, 20, 22 ish. And I was ready to make a change and i just realized in the last four years like i wasn't doing what i wanted to do so then i started battling like this question and so for me like to be honest with you like i did what it says like i prayed i fasted and i meditated and i sought the lord and i sought people's advice and it sounds like just kind of like a basic answer but that's i think in large part like all that we can do to some extent is yeah. doing those things and then i think at the same time like trying stuff out figuring out what we're excited about you know what what are we passionate about? I think also talking with those that know you well. One thing I did was yeah, I got totally. coffee with um, like not like I there's a few people in my life that are kind of like father figures, like friends of my dad that have known me growing up, and so I picked their brain. I got to know them and kind of had them like I kind of asked their advice. And what was, what was funny is they all would say like Jeremy, I can't tell you what to do. I'm not gonna give you the answer, but here's like here are yeah. my thoughts. You know, so I. I like wanted someone to give me an answer and It'd I could easy, right? I mean, yeah. And that reminds me, I think you did like a similar thing. When you graduated yeah. high school, mm-hmm. you like, explain what you did. Um yeah. Well, actually when I graduated high school. Right or no? Were you in high school? I'm trying to maybe it was like mid college. I don't know. But I remember you you went on like this oh, no, I did. rampage right. of like meeting with people. Yeah, like, no, you're right, right, right. Yeah. I, I kinda forgot about it. But yeah, I mean similar to you, I think it was sort of when I was well, it was right after high school, but it was also during like the first two years of college where I was just meeting people, asking them, you know, how'd you get into this? What would you have advice for me? Um, you know, what would you do? And I think, you know, meeting with people is a big part of it, but I wanted to go back because, you know, praying, fasting, meditating, seeking God. Again, that's one of those things where it's like, okay, like I know, you know, I know, I guess I'll do it. You know that the button on the podcast, like you can skip 15 seconds. Yeah. That's like when you would hit the skip button, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that, the, yeah this is when you're like, yeah. okay, skip this part, check yeah. out. But I wanted to address why is this the answer and why is this mm. the first thing that we talk about? And I think for the most part, if you're not praying fasting, seeking God on what his calling is for your life, then otherwise you're essentially guessing. And that really stinks. Yep. Especially... And this also goes like, how are you supposed to know what God's calling is on your life if God is not telling you? You know what I mean? There are some other ways that can help you get to the answer or who can affirm it, like people, other people in your life. And we'll talk about some other ones. But largely, God needs to be the one that yeah. casts the vision for your life. God needs to be the one that speaks to you through the scripture. God needs to be the one that plants those thoughts and visions in your mind. Um, and it, it goes back down to uh, John Piper has a cool 
kind of message on this, but uh, he talks about Romans 12 too. It says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect, right? So testing, you may discern what is the will of God. God, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do for a job? Where do you want me to go for college? What kind of career or occupation? What kind of impact do you want me to have? That's a huge question, right? Mm-hmm. And he says that you can only know that. You can only uh, be able to discern that by having a renewed mind. And the renewed mind is just this idea of of God, uh, essentially the Holy Spirit restoring your mind to be aligned with God and restoring your mind to be yeah. uh, to think like God, right? He says, for your thoughts are my thoughts and uh, my thoughts are your thoughts. But, uh, you know, he says... Um, Paul's talking about Romans 12 too, how biblical teachings and all the other rel- relevant factors conspire to produce a direction for my life that God approves and will bless, right? So sometimes it's not like a, a clear, like a map, you know what I mean? It's not like a clear answer either, like, like a burning most bush. most times it's not, you know. Yeah, at all, not at all. But because you're in such close alignment with God and you're in such close community with God, then God is able to direct you, mm-hmm. right? It's not going to be a go here, but it's go this direction, go this way. And then you will know. Yeah. And I, I think like, along with that, um, like, when, so when being aligned with God and seeking direction or an answer like to that question, that, that requires us to be like committed to that. And I think diligent and like wanting mm-hmm. to receive from him, because when I think of like doing that, that's for me, it's like you get excited, you do it for a day or two, then you kind of slow down. And so yeah. if you really want an answer, if you really want to know like what is God's direction, we have to be committed to that. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, so I think it comes down to th- to two things. One is just like going really deep and just going all in and God, like uh, John Piper uses the word, soak your mind, marinate your mind, saturate your mind with the word of God so that God just like completely consumes all of your thoughts and all of your desires mm-hmm. and all the things. And then, like you said, be diligent, be hungry for God, seek after him cry out for God, God, tell me what you want me to do. And again, it's not, there are some things like you're not going to, um, this is also something I wanted to address in the beginning, but just because you're not doing what God ultimately wants you to do, doesn't mean that God doesn't want you to do that thing. Mm -hmm. Just because you're working at Subway making sandwiches, which I did, doesn't mean that that's not where God wants you to be right now. And it also doesn't mean that you can't glorify him in that work. Um, but it's, it's not going to be a super linear path. There's going to be some sort of zigzags along the way. Yeah. I think, um, like along with that is sometimes we're in a season or a time of like not doing what we want to do for an extended time. And that's the worst. Yeah. And it's hard. Um, but it happens. And for me, like talking about this, I I think of those friends that I have that just kind of bounce around from one thing to the next to the next, because the idea of, of like having to wait for what we want. Um, and th- what's that like phrase that uh, I can't think of it, but it's like de- oh, delayed gratification. Like, mm, yeah. you know, we, we don't, we want things now and we don't want to wait. Yeah. Um, and it might take a while for God to reveal yeah, that to you. And, you know, there are a lot of people that, you know, they don't know what they want to do and they're not really willing to spend time working away at something that they don't know they're going to do it. And so they just do nothing. And yep. I, I don't want to say that from like a high up way of like, they suck, but what I'm saying is like that's e- is easy to easy to fall into that. And I think if you're in that place, you got you need to recognize that and be willing to make some changes. Totally. Um, one of the the second way. So 
seeking God, obviously that's, that's a must, but also really dive into that. The second way is just to evaluate your spiritual gifts and, um, and just evaluate what are they discover what they are. God is not calling you to do something. He has not gifted you to do. Um, first Peter four ten says, as each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. And by God's varied grace, I think he means talents and he means the unique things that he has designed you to be and, and to do and to act. Um, but this is what gifts are. There are God given abilities in each person, which we specifically channel to use for the good of others. Right? So evaluate what are your spiritual gifts? This could include, uh, the gift of administration, apostleship, discernment, evangelism, exhortation, faith, giving, healing, interpretation of tongues, knowledge, uh, leadership, mercy, miracles, um, pastoring, prophesying, serving, teaching, the gift of tongues, the gift of wisdom. Um, and I wanted to also point out, like, I think a lot of times we, we tend to box spiritual gifts into like the, like only the kind of spiritual manifestations of like, I'm speaking in tongues or like I'm prophesying something over you that I didn't know and only God would know. But also it's just like, what is God gifted you with? What are, what are the, the characteristics and the things that he has given you that you uniquely can do? Yeah. I think it's important to remember, you know, we, so Corey listed, I think 20 plus um, <laughs> these spiritual gifts, which, and that is not, there more exceed that. Um, but so we all have a spiritual gift and, you know, we, we know that and yeah. we hear that a lot. Um, but you know, one time I, um, good friend of mine told me that he approached the pastor of our church and said, Hey, like, I feel like I, I'm, um, learning and God's given me the gift of tongues. And the pastor said, show me. (laughs) And he was like, wait, what? Like shocked. And like, what was cool is he he got to talking more with, um, with Mark and he kind of learned like, that's how it should be with our spiritual gifts. It should be like a normal Hmm. day to day thing where if you have the gift of tongues, you walk around and you, you, you can feel free to pray in tongues. You gotta be careful obviously. But, um, like I think for us, spiritual gifts are like a far and few in between kind of thing. Like it's rare if we know someone with like a crazy gift, but you know, I I think God's intention was that it, it was a common thing. There was a normal part a of normal life. Normal part of life. It yeah. wasn't just a quote spiritual thing mm-hmm. at church that you do during worship, yeah. but it was an everyday thing. I think that's why, you know, interpretation of tongues and tongues and the gift of knowledge is mixed in with other things like teaching and administration yeah. and giving, which are very like literal. I was going to point you do. those out as being kind of odd, but it's funny how they just all kind of work together, you know? Yeah. Because like they really make miracles is next to mercy. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's kind of funny. And yeah, exactly. Leadership and knowledge and yeah. And giving is right next well, to healing. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's important to realize. So, uh, take an assessment of what is God gift gifted you with. And if you need help with this, then, um, you can get prayer from other people. You can seek God and ask God for him to reveal to you what your spiritual gifts are. But definitely we do all have them. If you feel like I don't have any spiritual gifts, I can't speak in tongues or I'm not wise or I don't, you know, I'm not a good like teacher or whatever it is. Um, those are, those are false. Everyone has gifts. You just need God to bring those out in you and to practice them really is a big part of it. Yeah. So what about um, the idea of personality traits? That's kind of our next point. Yeah. This is, a, this is like an in- interesting one. Yeah. Well, so along the same lines of, um, like teaching and the gifts of tongues being like, they all should be normal parts of lives uh, of life. Uh, personality traits are essentially another way of describing spiritual gifts, but sort of all combined together in some way. So uh, personality is like a, 
a mix, like which kind of mix of spiritual gifts do you have and how does that uh, manifest in your life, mm. right? So what kind of combination of gifts or talents or other things that God has given you um, and all summed up together, that's your personality. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of different personality tests. You know, these are more kind of traditional personality tests like Myers-Briggs or Strength Finders, which are all fantastic and great and will show you great things about yourself but you need to level it back up to your spiritual gifts. Um, so, I mean, you know, we've both done those and they were very helpful, especially in our times of life. Uh, but it's not the ultimate. Yeah. Would you agree? Yeah, I would agree. I also wanted to say like, um, as you begin to identify your personality and kind of your makeup, like step into it. And I think it's important mm. to know like, like yeah, and, and own like who you are. And also I had another thought because there are, think of like people's personalities there are positive and negative aspects to yeah, that. yeah and i think it's important like some i've heard people talk like let's say someone's like strong-willed right or i don't know very aggressive you know they can easily just kind of fall back on like well that's how god made me like or whatever if <laughs> right. you know if they are offending people or yeah. hard to work with like so what i want to say is recognize that everyone no matter what your makeup is you have a positive and a negative side to kind of who you are and your personality and the negatives like don't let that be like a crutch or a cop out, but mm-hmm. like get to work and improve the areas that need to be worked on. And then yeah. the positive sides, like I was saying, just step into that and, and exercise it and make it like a big part of who you are, of just owning your personality. Yeah. And so the world will tell you, uh, you know, your personality test determines, you know, what you should do. So I'm, uh, I'm an INT, wait, I, yeah, INTJ, right? So it's like introverted, uh, intuitive, so like big thinker, thinking, so more logical, and then judging, so like I'm very like structured and organized and like a little bit OCD about things. Um, but that doesn't determine if I, I think that that's sort of how I originally landed on the idea of being an accountant, which no offense to accountants, but it seems a little ridiculous for me now. Um, but all that to say, again, you need to level it back up because those won't, oh, that is not, okay. A personality test is not a prophecy for your life. It's mm-hmm. simply a tool to better understand yourself. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, another way is just to look at your skills. So these are practical ways, right, that your spiritual gifts and that your personality work in real life, right? So everything kind of has to be turned into a skill. You can kind of think of it as like a, a, a gift, but with practice, right? So um, if you have the gift of serving, then you can have a skill of serving kids or serving adults or serving at work or serving in ministries, right? If you have the gift of giving, your skill could be giving to others in need or finding people to give to or organizing the the giving of others, giving to your family or giving to the church, teaching others to give, right? If your gift is evangelizing, um, then your skill could be evangelizing to your friends, or you could have a very specific skill in evangelizing to strangers, right? But you could also kind of reverse engineer. So if you don't know maybe what your spiritual gifts are, but you know what your skills are, then you can kind of, uh, you can figure it out by looking at your skills and then thinking, well, what does, what does this kind of level up to as a spiritual gift? So you could have a skill in video editing, for example, uh, and that could be an indicator of your gift of wisdom. And then you can break complex things down into simple bits that are understandable, right? Or finance could be indicative of your skill of administration or, um, the ability to play the piano, your skill in music, music could be a gift for prophecy and that you can speak truth and encouragement to someone. 
Um, but what do you think about skills? Because I, I feel like most people develop skills before they recognize yeah. what their gifts are. Yeah, I agree. <clears throat> and I think um, when I think of skills, I think of like two sides. I think a lot of us, ha- I know a lot of us have um, natural, like God-given skills. And then there are the skills you have to, to, have to uh, develop and kind mm, of sow into. Right. And um, so the next point we're going to talk about is like, what are the needs around you? But before we get to that, when I think of skills, I kind of think, think of that, like um, the natural skills we have can be put to work there. Like wh- what around you like needs something, right? Wh- yeah. Where is there a gap and how can you fill it in? Well, the natural skills you have, and again, and this can ex- spill over to a lot of other stuff, but like, that's kind of what I think of like, okay, where, what, are, what are you good at naturally and put that to work? I mean, you can spend time like investing in, um, you know, spending time uh, improving that skills you want to be good at. But what about the skills you're already good at? You know, put those mm. to work and, yeah. you know, use those. Yeah, for sure. I think and so the, the next point that we make is look at the needs around you, because sometimes it's not about what you're good at or what you've been equipped for or what you've practiced for. Sometimes it's just looking around you and mm-hmm. saying, how can I help? And what are the needs of my community? And I agree. I also, but I also think that, so we back to the very beginning of this whole thing is, is how do we answer the question what is God's calling on your life? Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of times, and we, we said to pray fast, meditate, you know, seek the Lord and seek advice. But I think the Lord will speak to you in this way. You know, if you're saying, God, yeah. what is my calling? Well, look around you and where is the need? And so if like for me, um, when I was in high school, I wasn't really asking that question, but I, I did recognize at a time there was a need for drummers at our church. And that was kind of a, a when like I had like a, I don't know, like a, what's the word, like a passion or like a want to like learn music. And so I recognized, hey, there's a need, so I'm going to learn the drums. So I learned the drums and um, it turns out like, so fast forward 12 years later, like I'm still, that's a big part of my life now. I still serve in that ministry. And that was kind of just me like looking around seeing, Hey, there, we were short on drummers for our rotation. Like, let me learn. And like, I didn't, I had no idea that this was going to be used this way that the Lord wanted me to be involved, but th- that can be a way to find purpose and to find meaning of just yeah. looking around you and seeing where the gap is. Yeah. And sometimes I think it's right in front of you, but you don't recognize it because maybe you never thought that it would be that or that that's not what you want it to be, <laughs> but it could be as simple as, you know, you work a normal job, but uh, the way that God is calling you right now is through the needs of the community and serving the homeless or serving the youth or helping out moms or teaching dads or coaching business owners or whatever it is. But if you look at the needs around you, sometimes that's what God is calling you to. Um, and, Maybe I'm skipping it. Maybe I'm skipping over a little bit, but I think it also comes down to just uh, like seasons. It doesn't have to be like one grand vision for your life. Sometimes God has multiple visions for your life, and it's just a matter of what you do first, or what you do next, or what God has you doing right now. And what God's calling for your life can change based on where the needs are mm-hmm. and what He wants you to do in that time. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. But also, so the the final part is you can look at your interests and your passions and things that you already like. So asking questions like, what excites me? Or what do I do for fun? What do I read about? What do I like to do with friends? What uh, industries or areas do I like to keep up with really closely? Those are sort of other indicators that can help you look at um, maybe what, like I think of your dad. Your dad just liked doing uh, like lawn mowing and trimming and gardening and then ended up turning that into a business and then ended up using that business to 
give away a million dollars for the kingdom of God. Uh, and so he didn't look at like, how am I going to preach the gospel around the world? He just thought of how can I use my gifts and my talents mm-hmm. to glorify God? And then God uses that in his own way. I think that's a good point because um, when we're, when we're looking at this question, how, what is our life? What can we use it for to, as, you know, as, what is God's calling for our life? Um, I think for most of us, we kind of look at the end game. Like we think, okay, like what do I, what's my calling? Like what's the route? What's going to happen with all this? And I think the reality is that we're not going to know that before we start. Um, I kind of like my dad, like he had no idea, like he was going to have a business, let alone give away a million dollars. Like he, he had no idea. He just, it started with like, he was interested in it, started doing it. He, he got to work yeah. and then it worked out for him. And so I think it's important to remember, like we we're not going to, it's not going to all be mapped out. Yeah. And for my personality, like that's my struggle. I want to know the plan. Yeah, it is hard. Um, so it's a good reminder. Like it's not, most of the time it's not going to be that way. Yeah. And the final part, I, th- I think we've already touched on a lot of it, but looking at the church, and I think the the biggest part of it is just looking to who can I ask to give insight into my life? And that's the biggest part. And also having people in your life who can say, hey, maybe you're not going in the right direction. Hey, maybe this industry is not the right area, or maybe this thing that you're doing is not the best fit for your skills and your talents. Um, but just having those people, I think, is the key uh, as another source for, for input. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, and so like, with with the idea of finding God's calling for your life, like, there are certain things to overcome. Um, and you talked about earlier, like the idea of having a leap of faith and kind of trusting the Lord and in a sense kind of, you know, going out into the unknown. But that's like, that's a big part of as we're trying to sense the direction of where is God calling us of of kind of trying stuff. Like, you know, let's say yeah. you figure out what you're passionate about. Well, kind of start working, start, you know, putting that into use and kind of see what happens. But as you do that, um, you are vulnerable to, to failing. You know, you are going to be vulnerable to be rejected. Um, you probably will feel uncomfortable. Um, it, it's just not going to be easy. I mean, what if you, what if you do what you want to do and it's just not accepted? People don't like what you're doing. Like, for example, mm-hmm. you know, as we started Cultivate and Keep, I don't know about you, Corey, but I had thoughts of like, what if no one cares? Like, what yeah, if like, totally. it's not good or what, you know? And, and that's a thought, but like we talked about earlier, in our origins um, episode, like there, there are, there was a lot of reasons to not do this. And mm-hmm. I think with anything, there's going to be reasons to not do what you, what you feel a nudge to do. Yeah. Um, and so I think in short, just don't let that hold you back. Yeah. Don't let it hold you back. Don't let, uh, don't let a lot of fears hold you back specifically. Um, and so just sort of in conclusion and, and wrapping it up, I think it's important to realize also like what are maybe some of the beliefs that you have about, how to find what you're supposed to do in life and find meaning in life and make an impact in the world is that the world is going to give you a lot of insights that might be wrong or misleading. Like I think the classic ones that we know are follow your dreams or listen to your heart or the other way around, um, do what makes you the most money, do what's easiest, just pick something and go with it. Right. Um, just do what makes you happy. But those are all really shallow perspectives and Mm -hmm. all really, um, I think, ultimately very empty, uh, ways of, of doing it. And so, um, just be careful, just be mindful of the influences that you have in your life of, of, am I finding, again, going back to the the very beginning of what you do for work, what you want to do and what God wants you to do, aligning those three things to be the same thing. You know, the world could be telling you do whatever makes those money and that's what you want to do. Or it could be do what's easiest and that's what you're doing right now. Yeah. But listen to God and 
what God wants you to do and align all three of those things to be the same mm-hmm. thing, what you're doing, what you want to do for work. And that is the thing that God has called you to yeah. do. Also want to say, um, it, it can change. It doesn't have to be, it like, does change. Here's what I it picked. Will change. Is, yeah. So here's what I picked. Well, some people will probably fall in the line of like just being consistent and, you know, doing like sticking it out, you know, yeah. and that's good to some extent, but you know, be open to like making adjustments and making changes and, Calling an audible, you know, just see <laughs> calling fit. an audible. Um, Blue. What's the? If I could be like completely like missing this, but um, that Dan Dillon always says. I think it's God is most glorified in us when we are most glorified in Him. Is that? That how it sounds goes? right. I know, but I, I want to make sure I, I say it right because it's it's a great concept. Say it again. God is. God. <coughs> Sorry. Um, I opened my throat and I just coughed. Uh, God is most glorified in us when we are most glorified in him. I think so. I think that's it. Yeah. And I think that just goes to show like God is most glorified when you are doing what he has designed you to do. And you are the most fulfilled when you're doing what God wants you to do because that's what you were designed to do. Um, so in short, it's Uh, not uh, an easy question to answer, but I want to say real fast to that point. So, the, the phrase that I said, another way of saying it is God is most glorified when we are most satisfied in him. Oh, that's I what I think it that's is. how it went. Yeah. 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 That sounds right. Well, I think that's a good way to wrap up. What do you think? Yeah. Love it. Boom, boom. Okay. Boom, well, uh, boom, boom. leave us a comment or send us an email, ask us questions. Um, we'd love to hear your feedback on, you know, how you discover God's calling for your life and maybe even hear from you what God's calling is for your life. And, if you want us to give input or uh, other ways, if you want to deep uh, dig in a little more, you feel free to reach out to us on Instagram. You can email us at cultivateandkeep.com. Um, make sure also to, uh, you know, we're looking to build out this slash favorites page where we kind of have a curated um, directory and list of different books and podcasts and websites, apps, different products we love. And specifically right now, we're looking for nonprofits and ministries yeah. to feature not only on the website, but also here on the podcast. So we'd love to hear your recommendations, your favorite ones, ones that need more attention and free advertising. We would love to give that to them. Yeah, sounds good. Well, guys, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you next time. All right, till next time.